Hello, and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined as always by my tag team partner. He is the deadliest catch, and uh, sounds kind of like you've caught something perhaps deadly, hopefully not. It's Lee Brando. It's very funny, Ryan. How's that working out for you, being a funny guy? I host a podcast that's that's about the extent of what I can use for that accolade, so. Yeah, well, as you alluded to, I am deathly ill. Um, you know, it's been awful. Like, Game of Thrones, deathly, or like, Harry Potter, deathly, Hallows, deathly? Like, what are we talking about here? So, I've never seen either of those, or read either of those. So I don't get the reference, but I'm going to go with Game of Thrones. People die in Game of Thrones. Deathly, deathly meaning dead. Oh, well, I don't know what it is, but uh, it's it's knocked me down a little bit. I've been taking, you know, amoxicillin, acetaminophen, vitamin C, trying anything really to try to kick this thing out of me. Um, it hasn't worked thus far. I apologize if I cough or sound funny or anything um, I'm just trying to get healthy enough um, to be able to uh, enjoyably compete this Saturday because I'm going to compete this Saturday sick or not uh, which is always a good idea kids <coughs> excuse me um, this Saturday in Warsaw Virginia for classic pro wrestling I'm going to be there regardless but hopefully I can be there in a healthier state than I am now you don't want to go into those matches not uh, close to 100%. Yeah, more like close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but um, that's okay. I, uh, I've i done it before. I'm sure I'll do it again. It's, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a learning experience. You've got to pace yourself um, more than usual or else you will have a very hard time uh, breathing it's not recommended, but uh, we'll see. Breathing is not recommended? It's not recommended to fight when you can't breathe, I, sh- I should clarify. Okay, I just I just wanted to be sure. We have a lot to get through, and we are going to have a condensed show this week. I know I say we're going to stick to time most of the time, but I swear, I promise, we're actually going to have a condensed show. We have This a- might be the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> we, um, we have a ton to get through. Let's start... With where you were last weekend, where I was as well, although in a less, um, what's the word I'm looking for, performing capacity, uh, that was last week's ACW show in Denton, Maryland, returning to Denton, uh, a favorite home of ACW, and you uh, you found yourself in a grudge match. I did. Um, so, I don't, know, I don't know when it was, July or August, a couple months back, there was a, the, at the last ACW show, um, the bully club were being bullies, and they were picking on uh, Russell, the love muscle, and uh, I just, you know, kind of had enough of it and came out and kind of put put my nose in there and uh, had a match with Adam Ugly, and um, I, I beat him, which doesn't sit well with him. Uh, didn't sit well with him, didn't sit well with the Bully Club, so they asked for a rematch this month. Um, and I guess I could have known 
that it was going to be three on one, um, and I really tried to even with that uh, do my best. But you know, I'm just one man, as uh, Heath Slater would say, and uh, they got the better of me. But I think any, everyone there saw me uh, kick Adam Ugly's tail all around and uh, lay the boots and uh, some fists into the bully club. I got my shots in, and uh, unfortunately, Adam Ugly was victorious. But I don't think it's going to be the end of it. If, if I have it my way, it's not going to be the end of this uh, little feud we have going. I might have to find some friends. Uh, we might have to maybe put something around the ring to keep the bully club out. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go. I just think uh, my our business isn't finished. Well, I know that... Uh... After after the match, of course, uh, the Bully Club does what they normally do and decided to pick the bones after the distraction led to the Adam Ugly pinfall for the victory. The rest of the Bully Club decided to step in and uh, were putting the boots to you a little bit. And some unlikely assistance as Blackout came from the back and uh, even the odds a bit. Yeah, that shocked me. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, of course I, I know Robbie Illuminati and I know Ruckus, um, but we're not close or anything like that. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe I do need to put a phone call into them and, and see what we can, uh, see what we can put together. I'd say the old adage rings true. The enemy of my enemy is my friend and, uh, surprise or not, the uh, Robbie Illuminati and Ruckus run-in certainly kept a situation from getting much worse. Yeah, I mean, I'm still feeling it. Um, I wasn't 100% before I got sick due to that. Uh, I've got bruises. i got a big bruise. It's about, it kind of looks like a football. It's kind of the size and shape of a football, and it's on my right thigh. Uh, I don't know if that was from the Bully Club stomping on me or a knee from Adam Ugly. Uh, so that's going on. I got, you know, some bruised ribs, uh, very sore all over, um, you know, my neck killing me after, uh, after that backslide driver, uh, which you can see on my Facebook page, on my Twitter at Lee Brando underscore, uh, you can see some highlights of the match. And of course the, uh, over the barricade, uh, Facebook page has a, album of pictures that were taken by my loyal co-host here Ryan uh, throughout the night it was other than that it was a pretty good time um, but uh, you were with some some friends that had never been to a wrestling show second time think, in a row that's happened yeah and I think maybe had not even watched wrestling on television and I was a little worried because uh, obviously wrestling is not for everyone, but I think that they enjoyed it. Uh, I think they, uh, you know, thoroughly enjoyed the whole night, not just my part. If anything, they didn't enjoy my part because they were kind of taken aback and, and kind of wincing and grimacing and kind of like how how do, it's, it's painful to sit through this when it's somebody, you know, taking this punishment, putting their body on the line um, in, in the way that you do when you're in that ring. For sure, for sure, yeah. 
I know they they seem to enjoy themselves, and I think they might have been converted, or at least will come to some more shows. Um, Yeah, I hope so. But uh, it was, all around, though, it was a good, it was a fun night. This is the first ACW show um, since Hagerstown, so since, what, March or April, when that show was, that I've gotten to actually see the whole thing. Um, Traffic wasn't as bad this time, so I was actually able to make the whole show. Uh, And it was a really good uh, good set of matches they had. Uh, they all, they, of course, the Sanjay Dutt uh, sick end match was really good. Uh, the main event between Vic Ramon and Doyle Day was well done. Uh, AC Wolf and Michael Zamato had a really good match early on. Note, uh, of course, that's not super surprising. Both of those guys are really good. So, uh, all around a fun night. Um, do we know when ACW's next show is going to be? Has that been announced yet? I heard murmurs during the show that they were going to do something next month. Um, I don't. Th- it's definitely not been announced, um, and I don't think I can say for sure. But I think definitely before the end of the year there will be a return, hopefully to Denton. Um, there might be more than that, but I think maybe shoot for that start looking for that early December kind of uh, date for a show, but an announcement should be out soon, and uh, we'll have the venue and the date and all that, obviously. Um, I'll be there. I hope you'll be there. Maybe our friends can come back with us. Maybe we can get a big outing with all these people we're converting to uh, to the cult of, that, of wrestling fandom. <coughs> I was trying to think of a... a um... Uh, slick stable name that we could have stuck with with your name, but I, the best thing I could come up with was Bureau of Brando, and it just wasn't working. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I don't not... want to have. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, like the like the Cesaro section or the Hulkamaniacs. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what mine would be. I have no idea. The I do know everybody should Burful. everybody should uh, jump on the, the the Brando boat, the boat of Brando. Well, like the list of Jericho, the boat of Brando. You just walk the plank. See, see, it works. See? I see Brando. Yeah. You yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're <laughs> you're a, you're a marketing genius. What can we all know this, Ryan? I mean, what can I say? I learned from great idea, guys. Good idea. He's a great idea guy. Can't work a lick, but he's a great idea. Can't work a lick, great idea guy. Shout-outs to Killian um, Shout-outs um, to Killian. Should I tell the Ty Awesome story, or is that too rated R for this podcast? That is way too rated R for this podcast. <laughs> All right, well, you heard it there. Ryan uh, put the Ixnay on it. And maybe if we ever do a Over the Barricade After Dark episode, that one will come out. We, uh, maybe that would be good for our potential upcoming live podcast, but we'll uh, we'll just tease that for now. Well, since nothing's been confirmed. <laughs> yeah. I said um, potential. It's Yeah, potential's the word. Um, we might do a live podcast somewhere. Uh, I don't know yet. We, we're still waiting on word to come back from on kind of the next steps of that. Anyways, uh, still, 
too much to get through. Let's go through it uh, a little bit quickly. Of course, a couple of big news NXT-related that happened this week. Uh, I One of these happened a couple of weeks ago, and I'll start with that one because of the TV tapings, that the way NXT tapes. Leo Rush officially made his TV debut in NXT. Mm. Uh, local guy from our area who's obviously made it big in a short span of time, 22 years old, uh, was doing work. Is that a short joke, Ryan? No, it really isn't, because I'm pretty sure he and I are the same height. Uh, <laughs> but Leo Rush uh, works, uh, did a lot of work with um, Ring of Honor uh, in, in the last year or so. Has obviously made his na- made his name really in MCW uh, up yep. in Joppa, and has now. We knew he'd been signed. We talked about it a couple months ago, and he's now finally made his debut. Of course, it was... uh, Obviously, it happened a few weeks ago because of the way the tapings are, but Leo Rush made his debut, gets his full entrance and everything, and then gets jumped before a match he was supposed to have with Aleister Black by the Velveteen Dream. Yes, the Velveteen Dream, also from this area. Very... uh... A storyline that's uh, been built up uh, for years, years in the making. Uh, if you follow these people and in their independent careers and their pre-WWE fame, um, these two go way back. And uh, I couldn't. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I think everyone in the area, uh, everyone that knew them, everyone that works at MCW is is just really proud of what's uh, what's going on there. I think that the uh, the way they did it, I believe the idea seemed to be that they wanted to see what kind of pop Leo Rush would get without any announcement. And yeah. based on the crowd's reaction, it looks like he got a pretty sizable pop for no introduction. And for a guy yeah. who's not like, you know, Chris Hero or Roderick Strong, who's been on the independent scene or an Impact, uh, New Japan for years a guy who very clearly came up pretty much straight shot from the independent scene with some time in ROH, uh, getting a decent ovation. It's not a bad thing, certainly to say that. No, it's, uh, it's always good when they get that reaction. Now, if they can keep it from NXT to the main roster, different story. We probably won't have to worry about that for a little while with Leo Rush, but, um, there's certainly some people coming up soon that I am worried about that with, um, obviously Oscar, but uh, we can get into that later. There is bigger NXT news, uh, not to belittle anything that Leo Rush has done, but well, there there's was newer NXT big, news. There's there's newer, and and when I say bigger, I mean like, I mean like two rings worth of news. You see what I did there? I did. I did. Since we already posted about this on. Tuesday, um, on the on the show's page, uh, they announced that War Games is coming back, and that was the other NXT story I was talking about. NXT Takeover in um, wherever it's going to be, I have forgotten off the top of my head where it's going to be. But the next NXT Takeover, Houston. Houston, isn't that that's Survivor Series, isn't it? Well, that is the next one. So. They are bringing back war games for 
the next TakeOver event, uh, I think they're just calling it NXT War Games. Um, yeah, NXT TakeOver War Games, I believe, is the... Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, we know that uh, they... Um, NXT, or WWE in recent um, recent months renewed or... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Got the trademark on War Games and got all the domains and everything for it, which is normally a pretty good sign that they're going to use it for something. Uh, so we now know they're going to use it for an NXT show. Are you surprised they're going to bring back War Games at all, but they're going to bring it back for NXT? Um, I, I'm surprised about the former, not about the latter, and I'll tell you why. Uh, NXT has a history of doing a lot of old school booking ideas uh you know like last year they did the shark cage and then that was brought up to the main roster so i think not only do they test out talent but they test out gimmicks and gimmick matches in nxt and see if they get over there and then if if so we might see one on the main roster soon but the issue for me is i'm just i'm just surprised that they would do it at all everything that i've ever heard or read or seen seemed to paint uh, this picture that Vince McMahon was against the War Games concept. He didn't like having the two rings. He thought that was ridiculous. Uh, and I can see where you would agree with him or where you wouldn't. Uh, but then again, there's, you know, even though I alluded to it earlier, they don't have to do War Games with two rings. I don't think they said specifically that they were, in later WCW, it was one ring with like a three-tiered cage, um, which was really weird. Yes, uh, it was also in Ready to Rumble. It. What's that? It was also featured in Ready to Rumble. Yeah, really weird, and it kind of ruined it. And I think the last one was like in the year 2000, so we're like 17, almost 18 years later. Um before we got another one, that's how bad that, that that it was ruined. But I don't know. Do you think they'll do the traditional two ring one, or do you think they'll do it in one ring, or do you think they'll do something else? Like, I know that the WWE's answer to War Games was the Elimination Chamber. That was kind of the evolution of that concept, where it was a a cage structure with timed entrances and everything like that. Um, and I'm also surprised that they're doing it with three different teams as opposed to just two stables, as it uh, was traditionally done. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? You, how do you think they'll do it, and do you think uh, it'll be successful? My assumption is they're going to do the two rings, and they're going to do it the classic way. Um, and I say that for a specific reason, in that I think they'll do it the classic way because the old, I think, idea of one of the problems with war games is it eats so eats up so much seating. You can't have as many seats in an arena that has war games in it. However, right. with NXT, you may not have that problem because you may have fewer seats to fill to begin with. So the other side of that too is what's one way to sell out an NXT show, although they seem to do all right on their own when they leave full sale. Um, well, you can make it a spectacle and Anybody who's going to Survivor Series might say, and especially an older fan who might be interested in NXT to begin with, might say, you know what, that I'll buy a ticket for. Because I've I've never seen something like that in person, and I might never get a chance to again. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly been a while. There's people that are of you know, there there are adults that have probably never had the opportunity to see one live. Um, certainly, so um, yeah, I don't know. And then again, do they leave the two rings out the whole time? Do they wheel one in when it's time for the match? Do they utilize the two rings during other matches on the card while you know while they're just singles matches? There's a lot to be said there. And uh, going back to your point, there's less seats, but there's more front row seats. So there you go. Uh, I suppose that's true. So um, there's that. As that continues to develop, obviously we'll talk about it. Um, I, I don't know if there was any other... Was there any other big news this week? Uh, well, obviously we want to uh, send the podcast... Thoughts to the family of Lance Russell, of um, Memphis wrestling legend, um, maybe the biggest name in Memphis wrestling besides Jerry Lawler. Um, you know, it was kind of a bad time where Lance Russell's daughter died, and then a few days, I believe, uh, a few hours after that, he fell, or around the same time he fell and was hospitalized. And then uh, didn't make it. You know, he's uh, he was older. I believe he was in his early nineties, um, and um, you know, passed away. So we just want to send, you know, the the good vibes over to everyone going through that. There's going to be a big um, memorial uh, at Jerry Lawler's Bar and Grill, and they're inviting all fans. And if you're thinking like. Well, that's not a big thing. Wrestling in Memphis, um, especially in its heyday, was the biggest thing. Um, In their market, they did ratings that rivaled um, the three big networks, um, which is huge, especially at the time. And Lance Russell was the program director uh, who put wrestling on uh, at 11 a.m. Saturday morning which was previously thought to only be for children's cartoons or something like that. Uh, so he puts it on at 11.30 or 11 o'clock Saturday morning, and it becomes the biggest thing ever. Uh, of course, Lance Russell then went uh, later in the 90s, worked for WCW. Um, but like so many others, that relationship was not a good one, and they did not utilize him well. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Memphis wrestling is a really cool time period. It's a really cool like experience and there's books about it. There's documentaries about it. I suggest to anyone listening, if you're interested in the history of wrestling to check that out and then you will learn who Lance Russell is and what a big deal he was. And apparently super nice guy. Apparently he's one of the few guys in wrestling that no one has anything bad to say about. I think I will leave it at that because I think you did a wonderful job explaining and going through everything. Um, but uh, certainly, rest in peace, Lance Russell. Um, before we wrap things up, a um, couple of points. Uh, yes, we're going to take a very quick look at Hell in a Cell, but uh, the Shield is coming back for real, for real. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was worrisome because it was like, are they going to? Are they going to do a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion to take on the Miz That was a little worrisome. 
Um, and then I thought, well, maybe the sealed reunion will last a few months. But then you start looking over the horizon and you see that, um, you know, you see where Reigns is going, obviously. Obviously, Reigns isn't going to be in a six-man tag at this year's WrestleMania. So at some point or another, uh, the Shield's going to have to break up again. But now it looks like it's going to be Miz and Cesaro and Sheamus, which is interesting. Um, but a lot of people are thinking that they're going to kind of try to shoehorn Braun Strowman into this somehow because obviously he's feuded with Roman and feuded with Rollins and Ambrose over the last weeks. Uh, so potentially a four on three, uh, match, um, or three on three with Cesaro not being in that spot. Well, if anybody, I would take out Seamus because you need a workhorse for the match. And of the four of them, Cesaro is the best option there for a workhorse of the four Uh, of them. The only one who needs dental, who the only one who needs or just had dental surgery is Cesaro. That's true, but you get over that pretty quick. I mean, I think he's already on house shows and stuff, I, so he, I think he's pretty fine to go. Wearing that mouth guard. Uh, I wonder if he'll wear a mouth guard the rest of his career. Uh, you know, it could be something. It could be a gimmick. You know, he could start selling them. I don't know. Um, Wouldn't be a bad idea. But, Have you seen the uh, the Swith Superman shirts they're selling? Or Swith Cyborg? I did. Not a huge fan of them. Uh, I'm more of a fan of the new The Bar shirts. I think those have a cool look to them. Those are cool. Uh, although it is funny they now sell merchandise that kind of makes fun of themselves. Or at least him. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly burn through the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view card because we are running out of time. Uh, okay. We'll do what we normally do. I'll give you a match. You tell me who wins. Uh, kickoff show, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin take on the Hype Bros. Who's winning? Uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, and I want to I want to note here that I've never been wrong on a prediction in the entire history of this podcast. I'm going to believe you because I haven't been keeping track. Uh, we see the return of the Fashion Files at some point on this show. Nobody. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with the audience loses. I don't think so. I personally like the Fashion <laughs> Files. I win. Then everybody else can lose. Uh, Randy Orton takes on Rusev. You know, I'd really like to see Rusev win here. I think he's been great as of late, and um, I think that it would be good for him. No, Aiden English has been great. He sang the Bulgarian National Anthem, and he is not Bulgarian. I think it was the Bulgarian National Anthem. It would also be funny if he made it up. Um, Yeah, I'm not brushed up on my National Anthems right now, so I'll have to look into that. Bobby Roode takes on Dolph Ziggler in what may be the stupidest reason to have a feud I've ever seen. I just don't know why Dolph Ziggler didn't do the Bobby Roode entrance, and that's when Bobby Roode got mad. I I, I just don't. I don't understand. I don't know. It's I. I guess I kind of get what they were going for, but I agree with you. Bobby Roode should have no reason to be upset in this feud. No, he shouldn't. Uh, but I think Bobby Roode wins because Dolph Ziggler. True. That's the reason true aj styles defends his u.s championship against baron corbin i think baron corbin's uh, gonna go over here and i think it's just to free up uh aj styles to do other things and just on the booking of baron corbin unless he's still being buried for whatever he did in which case he will not win 
But uh, I think it's going to be Baron Corbin uh, winning the U.S. Championship. SmackDown Tag Team Championship Hell in a Cell match. New Day defends against the Usos. And what I can only assume Uh, is the end of this feud. I mean, it's been a good feud. They always have good matches. Uh, It's... The problem is it doesn't have a good steam behind it. Um, I feel like they've lost steam in this feud because they uh, have probably overdone it a bit. Yeah. I would say New Day. New Day wins. Okay. Uh, I don't, be a good match, I don't I disagree. Think. I think New Day does win. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Natalia, def- uh, Natalia defends against Charlotte. I'm going to go with Charlotte. Um, I think Natalia retains, because I don't think they give it to Charlotte that quickly. Uh, did you know that this is Natalia? Apparently, according to, uh, according to uh, Tom Phillips, this is Natalia's first singles championship match defense on a pay-per-view. I don't know about that. I feel like I don't know about that either, but she was only she was only Divas champion like twice, and not for very long. Uh, so I, and I kinda, she never lost it on a pay per view. I mean, it would make sense. The Divas championship was kind of garbage at the time. Uh, so either way, uh, so you have Charlotte, I have Natalia. Champion WWE Championship match: Jinder Mahal defends against Shinsuke. Uh, we both have Shinsuke winning, right? No, I have uh, I have uh, gender winning, but I have a big question of all the feuds on this card. Okay, which one would the storyline organically necessitate a cage? The one that had a bunch of rach- racial epitaphs in it. Yes, but also <laughs> the one that always features outside interference. That's true. That seems logical. You know who we should put in a Hell in a Cell match instead? Shane and Kevin. Ah. Why? Because Shane McMahon jumps off things. So you've got Jinder, I've got Shinsuke. Who wins Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens Hell in a Cell? Well, can we just point out that it's a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell, which is kind of like saying a... um, I don't know. what wh- is there even an analogy for how ridiculous that is? Do they go to the top of the cell? Yes, they do, but... Is there uh, a pinfall you know, attempt on the top of the cell? I, I think so, but... Does the referee um, follow them? I think Kevin Owens wins. Agreed. Um, but I, I'm not sure that we're not going to see a big stunt. And the reason being... The Falls Count Anywhere stipulation. Yeah, this, um, the Falls Count Anywhere means he doesn't have to jump off the top of the cell. He could jump off something else into a safer landing pad. It, or so, they could do a pre-tape um, with a double. So is he... So, so I'll give you three options. You tell me what's most likely. He jumps off okay. the, the Titantron. He jumps off a stairway or an upper section onto a lower section in the crowd. Or he jumps off a truck in the back onto something. Now, I would assume you're saying jump as in either jumps willingly or is knocked off something. Uh, 
he finds a way to fall off one of those things I just said? Most likely, I think, would be something in the back. Truck in the back, I think, would be more likely than the Titan Tron or the cell or the upper deck or something like that. I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think they're going to go to the back and have some sort of him fall from a great height. I don't even know if there'll be a finish, actually. You know, if that's the case, they might just end the pay per view in chaos. I could see Kevin Owens beating the royal hell out of Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon disappearing. Yeah, the only problem is I don't know where you take Kevin Owens from that. It's not like he's going to fight Triple H. It's not like, well, I guess he could. Triple H doesn't have a known opponent for when he comes back. That would be a nice tie-in to when he won the Universal Championship. Huh. That's true, and Triple H isn't tied to any particular brand at the moment. True. So, yeah, I mean, that might be where they're going. They might be doing a Kevin Owens-Triple H thing building up for WrestleMania. Perhaps. Um, All right, so that's actually going to do it for this episode. Yes, we did actually go short. We stuck with it. Uh, We have... uh, Make sure you check out the Facebook page. Uh, We have a lot of pictures from that ACW show posted. I think I posted like 80-some pictures. Um, But... My favorite, my personal favorite, and I'm a little biased, is the one where I'm mid-crossbody. Mid-diving crossbody. And it's it's not even blurry. I was... I I took the pictures, and I'm very proud of that one. (laughs) There... It's a pretty badass shot. There are some... There are some... There's some really good pictures there. Um, Definitely go ahead and take a look at those. Um, If you like them, comment on them. The wrestlers who were in those pictures are tagged, so they'll see any comment that you make. Uh, Please feel free to go ahead and tag... Or, excuse me, go ahead and comment on any picture that you like. Let the wrestlers know you saw it. And, um definitely go through and if uh i will say if uh, another thing too if you have any photos from that show you want us to to upload onto the pit onto the site i'm happy or onto the facebook page i should say i'm happy to uh certainly take any pictures you've got and we can post them up with ours as well so um otherwise um you will be in virginia this weekend as you already mentioned and yes uh classic pro wrestling the seventh which is saturday uh, 7 p.m. ish. Tolly and Arn are going to be there. I mean, I do. I really have to say anything else. Tolly, Blanchard, Arn Anderson, J.J. Dillon also going to be there. So you just show. Just if you're a wrestling fan, if you think you're a wrestling fan, be there. Okay. Don't um, don't be a stooge. <laughs> uh, can you send me the link to that uh, event, and I will share it to the page. Yes. Okay. So check the Facebook page either tonight, uh, Thursday night, or tomorrow, Friday, whenever you happen to be listening. We will have the event page for that shared, and uh, definitely feel free to check that one out. Uh, That'll do it for us this week. We will be back with you next week. Stay tuned for the plugs, and we'll see you next time. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash barricade show. Follow us on Twitter at barricade show. You can listen to the show each and every week at soundcloud.com slash barricade show or search for over the barricade podcast on iTunes and Google play. 
Follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at Lee Brando underscore. And send him a friend request on Facebook. Just search for Lee Brando. And don't forget, you can send us an email over the barricade podcast at gmail.com. Send in your suggestions. We'll see you next week.